Hey, what's going on, good people? Welcome back to another episode of Training Well Done, your podcast on the what, the why, and the how of quality training. Here with your host, Coach Donald, and I am joined by the awesome Jen Bigum, um, all-star athlete, coach, wife, mother, and just overall badass. What's going on, Jen? Hey, Donald. I'm pretty good today. How are you doing? I'm pretty good. Got done with a good morning of coaching. Uh, took some time to you know work on a couple other things, and then boom, here we are. So the day's you know off to a run. Yeah, great. <laughs> um, so yo, I wanted to bring you on. I met Jen for everybody listening. What was it like a year ago? I was trying to think of the same thing this morning. I'm not sure. I know that Jeff told my husband and you know each other, and he was like, "You got to meet Donald. You got to run with Donald." And then we finally made it happen. I said, "How have, has he been missing from my life?" So, so good to know you. So yes. good to share a few runs with you. I was it just was... telling you, we got to do it again. We got to run more. We're gonna run 24 hours together someday. <laughs> Oh my gosh. Now you put it out there. This okay. reminds me of when and Marcel put out there. This reminds me when Mar- Marcel put out there, oh, we're going to do the four by four by 40. And it's like, dude, you said it on air. Now, like we have to do it. So yeah. now at some point we have to do a 24 hour race. It's going to happen. Yeah. I remember uh, when Jeff first had mentioned you and this was, that was like two years ago. He was like, yeah, my wife, she runs, she coaches at uh, Winchester. This would be great. I was like, okay, cool. You know, people recommend people mm-hmm. to meet. And then I remember the first time I ran with the both of you, but we started, I started, I think you followed me on Instagram. That's yeah. what it was. You followed me <laughs> okay. on Instagram or either you followed me or Jeff followed me. And then I found you on there. And then I was like, oh, locally, oh, this is Jeff's wife. Oh, this is Jen. Oh, I totally should meet her. <laughs> awesome. Oh, um, thank you. So I looked at like your times, like you are super fast and, you know, you've been pretty much super fast your whole life, you know, tell us and for listeners, just so you understand the flow of this conversation, um, we're going to, I want to learn more about Jen's running career. I feel like a lot of you listening may actually know Jen or know of her, or you're actually like, well, I just like your guests. I don't know who any of them are. And this is somebody you should go and meet. So first of all, at Instagram, go on Instagram at local elite. Um, you can find her. She's very active on there. And we're going to talk about running. We're going to talk about how she maintains her ability to do miles and maintain the speed and how, how, you know, having a family has affected her running. And then, you know, she's also a coach. And so love to share some coaching wisdom with you all. So Jen, you know, take us through like the sandbox and, you know, take us through your running journey. Take us on those miles. Sure. Great. Yeah. So when I was younger, I didn't really do much. Um, I, I mean, I hate using the word lazy, but I just didn't really like to be outside or do anything, which is the exact opposite of how I am now. Um, but I guess when, um, I grew up in like a very rural town, uh, in Ohio and we didn't have a lot of sports offered through the school, Um, but when I got into seventh grade, we had cross country was one of the options. And I had grown up watching my dad run. Um, my parents didn't ever say go run or anything, but, uh, I guess my brother had joined the cross country team. He enjoyed it. So I joined the cross country team in middle school. I really liked it. Um, I learned a lot like about what to do or what not to do. You know, I, like, I remember one day getting home and just like eating almost an entire jar of peanuts. Like imagine this, like an entire jar of planters peanuts. And then I went out for a run and, you know, middle school kids just run their little heart out, you know? So I just like went out to my point I was running to came back and just threw up the whole way home, you know, just those peanuts. you know, you got to learn those lessons somehow. Right. So I feel like my middle school journey, um, just because I ran the summer before. So I would say I started running in maybe June for like the fall season. And in middle school, that's really all you have to do to be pretty good. Get a base because a lot of kids just start day one of practice. Even in high school, you and I Mm -hmm. both know a lot of kids just start day one of practice. So you set yourself ahead by just starting, um, you know, a few months before. So I would win. I mean, I'd win all these races in rural Ohio. So it was fun, but there were definitely still some lessons to learn, you know, 
Um, and then I went to high school and it was really fun um, as well, but I started facing injuries. And so that mm. was a bummer. Um, well, a lot of stress fractures. Um, so that was like my first disappointment in the sport, but I was still like, when I was healthy, I was making it to the state meet. I kind of learned that, um, days off are important. Um, and I, I found that I ran better when I took one day off a week. Unfortunately, it took me until my senior year to realize that, mm. uh, but I had some success in high school. I feel like I could have had more had I not been injured every single year at some point and kind of like race, uh, like literally racing, you know, back into shape. Um, but I think my highest place was like sixth at cross country state, um, eighth, maybe in the two mile in track or the, I ran the mile, two mile, 800. Um, I was always pretty good, but I wasn't like winning the state meet. I was always battling injuries, but you know, mm. running is in my heart. It's just something I really love. So I wanted to do it in college because of my, uh, Rocky high school career. I, I would say Rocky, like state championship time. I'd kind of make it to state or just before state and get injured. I didn't have like the things you need to be recruited. Um, and so I went to Ohio state as a walk-on and was accepted onto the team. Nice. That's awesome. That's a big yeah. deal. Yeah. And so I did really well. I just like followed the coach's plan, like to a T, like he gave, it was a new coach coming in. He gave us the training. I just did it, you know, as is on the sheet. And I came in in great shape. And um, I mean, I've told the story before, but you know, he, after the first workout, when he saw me, he said, you know, what did you do this summer? Like how much of the training plan did you do? And I said, all of it, like, <laughs> was I like, what was I supposed to do? Is this a trick <laughs> question? And I mean, he just couldn't believe that I followed it to a T, but I mean, it made sense. Cause I came in in good shape. Um, so that was, that was nice. I wasn't like winning college races, uh, but I was oftentimes the first, um, female on our team. So that was kind of exciting. Um, and in cross country, I was like the Ohio freshman of the year, whatever. Nice. I don't even know how they, I don't know if that's based on how I placed at many races or if it was, we had this like all Ohio race. Um, but you know, I saw some success, but then unfortunately I started getting injured again. Um, so like my path has not been, you know, I feel like overall, like end of the story, I'm still running, I'm running healthy. I've run healthy in my later life, but my younger years were very, um, you know, filled with injury and disappointment and, mm. um, you know, questioning what I should do. And I guess I would have like injury after injury. And so after my sophomore year, my college coach left to go to another university. And I said, I think I've had enough, like the blow of him leaving. I mean, imagine like mentors in your life, um, you know, who all of a sudden aren't in the picture anymore. And, you know, he made me feel like, I could be good. Um, and I had just like placed in the big 10 in the steeplechase. And I was like on this high, like this is when I, um, was a sophomore, it was the first year that the women could do steeplechase in the big 10. Oh, so, okay. um, and I had just placed a big 10. I was very excited about that. And then, um, he said, I'm sorry to tell you, but I'm leaving. I've accepted a better position, you know, as a, I, you know, whatever, a, a different title that was better for him and his family. So he left and I was really upset. So I tried to run the next year and I was getting injured and I was just like, it was too much, you know? So I was kind of done with that. Um, then, and then, I mean, I can talk all day, but, um, <laughs> so I can say, yeah, yeah. That, that's quite a story. What would you say not to, well, we could get into the story of your adult running career, but mm -hmm. what's different about how you run now that helps you stay healthy that, you know, was different when you were in your late teens and in your early twenties. Mm -hmm. I think there are a few things. Um, I think number one, I take my easy days, easy. My hard days are hard. My easy days are easy. So in college, I was definitely known to like race my easy or yeah, like our easy runs, you know, like we get halfway out and on the way back, you know, I would just be booking it. Just got to get to back and I got to be the first one to get back. You know, I mean, so silly. 
Um, but then I, I do, I go hard on the hard days too. And you just mm -hmm. can't do that. You know, now the difference between my workout days and my easy days might be three minutes per mile. You know, I mean, it's mm. just, a Oh, can huge, we, yeah. Can we dive into that? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. There are yeah. some people who are going to listen to this. Some of them are like young runners and mm -hmm. I have this fight with kids. Um, you know, kids you've probably seen me with. I have this fight with them on their easy days. And these are kids who can run, you know, six minute miles. They can yeah. race that seven minute pace and their easy days are like eight 30. And I'm just yeah. like, and then I meet people who are faster than them and their easy days are like nine. And I'm just yeah. like, could you, could you elaborate a little bit on that? Cause right. you said a three minute range yeah. in there. Yeah. I mean, maybe even more because, you know, if I'm doing some kind of fartlek run, my interval pace might be like five flat, you know, for my one minute easy, you know, or I mean my one minute hard, you know, when, and then one minute easy would be slower, but on my easy runs, I might run eight minute, nine minute, you know, I've been known to start at nine 30 or 10 minute pace on an easy day. You know, I mean, I think like my average pace would usually be around eight minute or a little bit slower, but, um, easy days, are just for recovery. You know, it's just to get out there, flush out the legs and, and, you know, get some, you know, build your endurance and keep your endurance. But, um, the body's got to rest. You can't, you know, you know, you know, coach Donald, you cannot get better if you don't have your recovery. Um, so yeah, I think that that just for some range, if yeah. you were to do like a hard 10 minute kind of threshold run, mm -hmm. or you were doing like two miles hard, what pace would that be for you if you were picking something that was like relatively intense? Okay. So like right now I'm, I'm like, you know, my baby is six months old, so I guess it would be different, but, um, I kind of going based on effort, but normally, um, oh yeah. For like 10, if I'm doing like multiple 10 minute, um, increment. Yeah. I mean, I would hope to be like maybe five 30 or faster. Um, okay, per good. Mile. Yeah. So yeah. that's what I want to roll with. So yeah, yeah. for those listening, so when I say Jen's fast, Jen's fast. Yeah. And even yeah. now, she could still run at 530, like 530 yeah. mile pace. So, mm -hmm. you know, some of you listening, that's like around your PR. Okay. <laughs> now, when you're taking an easy day, let's say the next day you're going for like an easy six, mm -hmm. seven miles, you know, conversation pace. Like, what is mm -hmm. that for you on, on, on oh, those yeah. days? I mean, I'd say 815 to 8, 830 pace. Mm -hmm. Yeah. If I'm in the parks, even slower because just on the trails, um, you know, in Frick Park, I'm, I'm going over the hills. I'm on the uh, like more rugged terrain, I guess. So um, it, it could be even slower. Okay. And I'm happy about it. Yeah. You know, <laughs> and, you know, you get to enjoy the scene. You're not mm -hmm. breathing too hard, you're not right. working too hard. Right. Um, and, and would you say that, so you're saying, you know, between 8, 15, 8, 30, sometimes even closer to nine. Mm -hmm. And this is for somebody who can continuously run at five 30. Mm -hmm. What would your college and high school self have been running? Let's say are you, mm -hmm. um, my college self would probably have always been sub seven minute. <laughs> which, you know, 630, 640, maybe. I mean, we actually didn't, you know, I'm 40 years old. So we actually didn't use GPS watches when <laughs> I was in college. But yeah, I mean, I just know I was just killing it. And it's, yeah, it's just so funny. I can't even start a run. I mean, maybe if someone was chasing me out my front door, I could do this, but I cannot imagine a sub seven minute start now. I mean, I just would it's just not good for my body so yeah yeah so i wanted to really get that um that clip like I, that's gonna yes. that whole two minutes is gonna be like a whole thing <laughs> um thank you and, and it's yeah I, I keep hearing this over and over again from you know people i'm meeting who are having the time of their lives running 30 40 years old but you know they're talking about when they were in high school they had these very regrettable careers that were filled with oh my gosh mm -hmm. this is going well and then boom I'm getting hurt I have a kid um well you know Evelyn she's just graduating and yeah she had that but she learned that lesson very fast but Evelyn yeah. learns things very fast yes whereas that was her thing going into high school and then the middle of high school was almost a wash and now she just did a half marathon the other day I saw that mm -hmm. amazing 
And like, but her easy days are like nine, 10 minutes. She doesn't play about that. Right. Right. (laughs) But so, you know, college, you you, sophomore year, junior year, was it what you said? Junior year was kind of like, hey, coach left, getting Mm her new people. Let's just let's call it a wrap. What happened after that as far as running? So I, I mean, running was still a big part of my life, um, but not the competitive side for myself. So I started coaching at all girls, um, a huge high school in Seattle. I moved to Seattle from Ohio. Wow. Um, yeah. And then I coached at an all girls, um, you know, private Catholic high school. And that was a lot of fun. Um, and I kind of said, okay, I'm the coach now, like my competitive days are over, you know, I'm, I'm done. I'm, I'm 22 years old. You know, those good days are gone. (laughs) No, I was probably 24 at this point, but anyway, you know, my, my good days are done. Um, which is funny, you know, now, uh, and then I also was coaching marathon runners, um, through team and training. And so I was running every day with these athletes, but, um, you know, I would run one race a year. Um, the toys for tots it's um you know 5k and I would just try to break 20 minutes you know which is like you know now I'm always trying to be under 17 minutes so it's just kind (laughs) of funny but that was like I didn't always do it sometimes I was over 20 sometimes I was under 20 um so I did that and uh I would run like marathons with the athletes that I coached um and it was more of like a couch to marathon program in like 16 weeks. So you're looking at, I mean, you know, I coached some people who would run in the three hours, but mostly it was like six, seven, eight hours, you know, I mean, to go from nothing, you know, not considering yourself anything. (laughs) Yes, yes, yes. So, um, you know, I did a lot of, I guess I gave a lot of myself to that and I would run, I mean, okay. When Jeff and I met in uh, when I was 22, you know, we did do a, we did decide to do a marathon because crazy young people in love, you know, like, oh, we're gonna, we should run a marathon, you know? So I did do my first marathon when I met him in 2004. And we kind of did a marathon every few years, not together, but, you know, so I was training to finish marathons, not training how I do now, you know? So I was running like in the low threes, um, which is, or, you know, not like the mid like 325, mm-hmm. 320, 315. Um, but I wasn't training, um, you know, the way you would coach someone, the way I would coach someone now with like specific workouts. It was like yeah. run easy every day and do a long run on the weekends, you know? So, uh, yeah, that brought me up to when I got pregnant with my oldest kid, um, when I was 28 and that's when I decided maybe I should try to be good again. So, so this is like backwards. Most people, <laughs> you know, they pound yeah. through their twenties. They're like, I'm going to be the best I can be right. best I can be. You watch the Olympics and you see, you know, different people on there. Then they have their kids and like, all right, we're going to hang up the cleats and mm-hmm. we're going to just, you know, have a family and they might right. just go out and do a couple of trots every now and again. Right. And when they go out and do their little races and adults, it's like, oh, that person looks like they definitely used to be fast, but right. they're not anymore. Right. Yeah. Whereas on the other hand, you <laughs> went in your early 20s, were hardly running 20 minute 5Ks, yeah. which yeah. like, you know, 20 it's still good. is good, but like yeah. it's not, you know, mm-hmm. winning, winning a state track meet or, you know, doing those sorts of things. It's good. Right. And as you go through your 20s, you're like, oh, I'll just casually do marathons. Hilarious, like casual marathon for you. So like a 315, goodness gracious. But like you're just casually doing them. <laughs> and then, boom, you have your first kid. And you're like, you know what? I'm going to I'm going to go and become really, really good. Because like <laughs> now, you know, this is what, 15, what, 12, 13 years later. Yeah, and you're right. talking about yeah, I consistently try to just break 17 minutes. And it's like most people were trying to do that 15 years ago. And now Mm -hmm. they're like, can I finish a 5k? Can I run in 25 minutes? So how did, you know, having your first child rewire you? I guess I had always worked so much, you know, um, in my twenties, I was like getting up to work at a financial institution during the day. I was getting up at 4am to get a bus at 4:30 to get to my job, to then go straight to coach high schoolers at two 30. And then, 
um, have a little bit of dinner and then go to coach the marathoners um, and then, you know, get some dinner and go to bed. And every day was just boom, 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 you know, like work, work, work. Um, and then I thought, well, I want to, you know, be there for my daughter's, you know, early life. Um, so I think I'm going to stay home with her for a while, but I got to have something for me. I mean, I want to show her, you can do things, you know, what, what do I still want to do? And actually I did work from home for my, um, I did work from home for a while, uh, after I had her, but I really wanted something. And I started thinking, you know, something, I just feel like I didn't really tap into my potential is running. You know, I really feel like there's unfinished business. And this was when I was pregnant. And when I'm pregnant, I'm very like motive, you know, I get these, like these like visions of, you know, all these amazing things I'm going to do, but then, you know, you have the baby and it's like, Oh wait, I don't know. You know, never mind. I can't do anything ever again. This is really hard. But then, you know, you settle into a groove and, um, I mean, I've told this story a million times too, but my older brother, um, I met up with him at a wedding of a mutual friend. And he said, you know, if you, uh, if you trained, you could make the Olympic trials marathon standard, mm. you know? And I was like, what? No, like I cannot run three miles right now. You know, I, I mean, everything feels horrible. Everything hurts. And I had started just like running easy every day, but I mean, a three mile run at who knows what pace was hard for me. Um, mm. How am I going to run a t at the time it was 247 marathon, but um, I don't know, I guess, because he believed in me, I gave it a shot. He gave me some training and I didn't, you know, qualify for the trials, but I went from a 314 marathon um, at Boston of 2009 before I had my daughter to um, in 2010, after I had my daughter, she was 10 months old and I ran a 251. Marathon. You dropped almost half an hour in just 10 months right <laughs> yeah. after having her. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Talk yeah. about like a seat, like having a really high ceiling is like, that's yeah. a big boom. <laughs> right. So then I said, oh, wow, I guess, I mean, I'm really close, you know? And I, I mean, I was hoping like to be around three hours, you know, maybe, or maybe not, you know, I mean, it wasn't like the goal was in my brother's head, but to me, I was just like, oh, I can be good. You know, I can be better than I've ever been. And that's enough. You know, that's, that's what I want out of my life right now. So he really helped me. Um, and I guess brought me onto this elite journey. Nice. So you run, you said 251. Mm -hmm. So you go out and you run this 251 in 2010. You mm -hmm. have this notion like, wow, I guess I really could be really good. And, you know, your mm -hmm. brother's pouring into you and you, you mm -hmm. start seeing the light that he was seeing. So right. then what are your next steps? Like, you know, what did you end up doing after that to be able to keep riding that train? Um, well, I, I was, I made a poor decision, I guess, and that I didn't take much time off after that marathon. And like I was saying earlier, like recovery is so important, but instead I like really poured everything into training, did not take enough time off. And I ran slower in my next marathon. Ah. I mean, by like two minutes, but um, and like, that's the general story of the next eight years after that is me trying to get an Olympic trial standard, but just being stuck in like the two fifties, sometimes even like running over three hours, um, you know, like three Oh two or, you know, something. Um, but you know, I think a lot of it is because I just like lost sight of why I was doing this in the first place was to like do something for myself and on my terms. Um, and, you know, chasing a goal that like just chasing that one goal instead of like exploring my limits and like mm -hmm. being excited about what I could do. I just, I don't know. I think I just got kind of like obsessed with this thing that I didn't even care as much about. And I put a lot of pressure on it and on myself. Um, and so, yeah, I think I started going down this um, hole of, of like losing my self-belief. Um, 
it sounds Which almost like <laughs> you were like taking it too seriously. Yes. And yeah. like even the fun aspect of it kind mm-hmm. of seemed to go down. Like I remember right. you mentioned, you know, after you had your daughter, you know, you were like, hey, this is going to be fun. This is exciting. Right. You were glowing. Right. And so right. boom, you, you, you go and drop 25, 30 minutes off your time. Mm-hmm. And then it kind of slows down in the sense of it became like an obligation to go and try to make the trials versus like a a fun, this would be cool to have and do. And thinking about leading up to that, you had all those years where I guess you, you weren't really running very hard that Mm -hmm. built a very big rest foundation of boom. And then, you know, I guess all this hard training that wasn't split up with enough rest. Right. Right. And, you know, I, during that time, I got so obsessed with the marathon which I think was an important part of my journey, but I was also doing really well. Like I went from, um, my first 5k post baby, I had PR'd in that like a lifetime PR. I was like 18, you know, I went from like, say 18, whatever it was to 1809. It was a small PR. And I was like, wow. And I really got into the 5k and then like a year. So I kept like chipping down and then I got to 1640 in 2011, I was really loving that. So, um, instead of like, cause I feel like I still have room to grow in that event. And I definitely did then too, but instead of following that, like exciting thing that I was chasing, mm-hmm. I was stuck on this marathon, you know, I mean, the marathon is not the end all be all. It doesn't make you, um, more amazing, you know, than any other runner, but I was just stuck in that. Um, and yeah, I just kind of like lost um, myself and like, um, in the process. I see. So you, that happens for eight years. How do you end up regaining yourself? What's what, what happens to you that you kind of brush that off and kind of reset your sights? Yeah, I don't know. I mean, it was like a lot of time to really think about what I want to do and why I want to do it. Um, and I mean, when it came down to it, I guess I, felt like I still, the marathon is where I do have the most, uh, room to grow. Like I've never done it right. I've never raced it. It's just like a huge problem to solve in my life, you know? And I liked that idea. Um, and I, and I still, I guess I wasn't giving up anything else for the marathon. Like I still want to run a 10 mile. I still want to run a five K, you know, I still want to run five K's, 10 K's, I didn't really do any miles cause they never worked out with my schedule, but you know, I love every distance from, well, not the hundred meter dash or anything, <laughs> but you know, anything from like m- the mile to the marathon I love. And I didn't, um, sacrifice any of those things, you know, for, uh, the marathon glory. Um, and so, yeah. And I just like sat down and said, I'm not doing this for anyone else. I'm not doing it for, you know, a sponsor or for like my friends who want me to be doing this or cause my family really wants me to be, you know, cause both of my brothers had run in the Olympic trials and, you know, I wanted to like show that I was also a sibling who could do it. Um, but I was like, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter what any of them do. I want to see how fast I can be. Mm -hmm. And I truly believe that I have so much potential in this long race where so many things can go right. And so many things can go wrong. I just need to find that. And it became like a deep desire in me for me. And yeah, I feel like I just got like really, um, laser focused on the idea of just, um, you know, doing that for me. Nice. So from that first year, just to ask, did you best that 251 after that? So no, I, that was my PR then okay. for eight years. <laughs> that was my, you know, and I did have some, um, I, you know, I had PRs in different events. It was just like mm. the marathon was just not it's going that right. One little thing. Yeah. Cause like I took my half from like a 125 down to a 115, um, like, like, and in my 5k, you know, kept getting faster. My 10k, uh, well, I didn't race 10k's too often, but like my 10 mile, everything kept getting faster. And that marathon just was not Mm. budging. Um, so, I mean, that's something to say with just like, 
I mean, if you stick to anything and you really like give your heart to it and you really want it, like all that work I had done all those years did, you know, add up and help me in the end. And even those years where I was chasing it for the wrong reason, um, it helped me in all the other events and it helped me eventually in the marathon. So, okay. So to change gears a bit. Yeah. I, you know, I'm a guy, never had a child. (laughs) So for you to go and be able to, I mean, have, 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 have your daughter and then be able to pull out those kind of times. And even like more recently in the time that I've known you, you got, you got your fourth child and you're able to still Mm -hmm. just move so fast. How is your body so, um, you know, resilient and amazing to be able to do that? Like what kind of things do you do that, you know, allow you to be able to bounce back so fast and be able to pull that off? I'm sure there's some people listening who, maybe you're nervous about having their first kid and what is that going to do to my ability to run and be athletic or those who have and haven't been able to rebound and, you know, maybe they're not doing the right things. Like what do you, what do you do? And what are your thoughts on being able to go and have a child and then be able to not only run at your best, but best your best. Right. Well, I mean, I have to start by saying, honestly, some of it is genetics. Uh, You know, I mean, you can't deny that, you know, I mean, I feel like my body, I mean, I work really hard, but I do feel like my body bounces back um, maybe like a little bit better than, you know, some people, but I don't know. I feel like I've just been really smart since having kids because of my injury, um, you know, cycles that I was in when I was younger, where I just really listened to my body. Um, I don't allow myself to run unless I do my prehab that, you know, I've gotten from physical therapists. I've done pelvic floor PT, which is, um, like very awkward for anyone who might be, you know, like a modest woman, but it's, it just like helps you so much and like regaining, um, you know, all the muscles that were affected in the pregnancy, Um, you know, but I would, I will run less. Like I always want to run. I want to run a lot, but I will run less to make sure that I do the strength that I need. And I mean, right when I have the baby strength training, it, I mean, it feels like, how am I even calling the strength training? You're laying on your back and just trying to imagine contracting your abdominals, you know, you need that connection back. I mean, for so long, you just didn't have control over what was happening. So strength training in the beginning is really just like these imagination games, you know, Mm. it's like, um, you know, getting those muscles to fire the way you want, but then maybe after a week, all of a sudden, Oh wait, I can feel, I can feel my deep abs a little bit, you know, that contraction is back. And then you just keep working on like the next step. yeah. So like really regaining the core control, the hips, you know, I mean, if anything is weak, it's, you know, it might start in your core and the next thing, you know, it's your ankle, you know, I yep. mean, it, the, the chain, it just goes right down the chain. So it really starts with the strength, which I know you are huge, um, on that. And then I, I mean, it's hard with four kids, especially, but I do try to rest. I try to, um, you know, find little pockets of time where I can rest. Even if it's like a five minute, I fall asleep, a little power nap, you know, um, taking those easy days, easy. Um, if I'm tired adjusting the workout, like I'm not super rigid on what the workout is going to be. I, I might want to do a six mile tempo, but I'm really tired. And so I do six by accelerated strides, you know, a hundred meter strides, and that's better than nothing, you know, or I might want to run 10 miles, but I ran three, three miles is better than taking a week off. I mean, unless you really need a week off, but I'm big on just adjusting it and being proud of like everything I do. Um, and seeing how it all fits together. And I think that that's really hard. I feel like a lot of people are like, Oh, I only have, um, you know, 20 minutes. So I might as well not do anything or yeah. Uh, you I've know, but you, well, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but you could do some strength or you could do a 15 minute run and still have five minutes to, you know, get, get your water and some fuel in, you know, like it doesn't have to be perfect. And, or people say, well, I, 
I'm not going to race because I haven't gotten my workouts in. Well, a race is a good workout, you know? So like, it's just like, kind of like switching your perspective and being proud of anything you can do. Um, and you know, when you have even like my bad race will come, I've raced twice since the baby and they were both, I was really happy with them. Um, but like my bad race will come, but you learn something from all of those. And, um, you know, it just kind of gives you information for the next time you're out there. So nice. So with all of this, do you self-coach yourself pretty much? Um, no. So (laughs) my, so my older brother was coaching me at first and now my younger brother coaches me, but it's so funny because we are so in sync. He, texts me my workouts. And like, before he texts me, I always think like, what's he going to give me this week? It's like to a T it is really almost exactly like what he says is what I would give myself, but you know, it's good to have a coach. I think it's good for everyone to have a coach because you do, even if you know what you have to do when it's you for the most part, people second guess themselves, you know, like, Mm -hmm. should I do six reps or should I do eight reps? Is that pace? Right. You know, do I want my weekly mileage to be this or that? Even if you know it and you could, I could say like, coach Donald, this is what you need to do, you know? Um, but if, if it was me, that's, you know, if I'm coach Donald telling myself, it's just, I second guess it. I know not Mm -hmm. everyone's like that, but I second guess it because it's me. Am I working as hard as I should be working? You know? So it's just good. Even though I like, I mean, I would say 98% of the time the workout he gives me is exactly what I had in mind, but it's just good validation. Oh yeah. Um, that you're thinking along the right lines. Nice. And so kind of transitioning this a bit, you are a coach. And so, you know, it's a good leadership example for your kids. Like you have your own coach as well. Over the course of your journey, you've learned a lot about running. Like how does that translate into how you, you know, you coach and um, for everybody listening, what, uh, age group do you coach as well? Yeah, I coach, um, high school runners last year. I coached in the middle school and the high school, but, um, it's good for them to have a separate, you know, to have, it's good for middle school to have their own dedicated coach. And then, so we can concentrate on the high school, especially as our high school team has really grown, um, in the last four years. Um, you know, I really want to, create lifelong runners. That's my goal. You know, if that's what people want to do. So I want them to have fun. I want them to be healthy. Um, there are just so many problems you see in high school athletes, um, and college athletes that I don't want any of these high schoolers to run into. I don't want them to get injured the way I do. And we do have injuries and we do have all the problems that you see in high school runners, but my goal is to just, um, see those things as soon as possible and, and, you know, help them not happen. Um, and I mess up all the time, you know, we all do. Like I think of, um, I mean, every, I feel like every season I think like, Oh, I should have done this differently. I should have done this better. (laughs) So, you know, I mean, it's a work in progress, but if people leave and then, um, you know, five years later, tell me like, oh, I'm, I'm racing five K's or I'm running five K's for fun, or I did a marathon or I ran a half marathon, then that is what's going to make me the most happy. Um, because they enjoyed it enough to keep doing it. What changes in your coaching approach to, in this essence of wanting to create lifelong runners that, you notice is different about what you do versus coaches who are very much about creating really, really fast runners or runners who can Mm -hmm. win all these championships and things like that. Like what changes about your attitude when you have this focus now of creating these lifelong runners? Yeah. Um, I mean, I think we train hard. I mean, our, our boys have been, you know, top in the state for the last, I don't know, six years. And our girls are just growing into that kind of a program where, um, well, like, I don't want to speak to it too much because the season hasn't even started, but we really see big things for them. So we train hard, um, but we try to make every practice fun. Um, and we have like usually one or two runs that like we do every season that are like the big thing that, you know, you look forward to and dread, like, how are we going to get through it? And we always have like a pretty bad weather day that, kind of just like, it's like building this team culture that 
you know, the, making these kind of negatives, um, positives and things like, wow, we made it through this, you know, this like intense workout that we do every year or this longest run that we didn't think we could do, or this like downpour sheets of rain coming down, you know, we made it through this together. Um, but then other days we don't, we try to not beat people into the ground. You know, I've been telling, um, the team, like, just like I do, you know, we're not winning anything on our easy days. Yeah. You might beat that teammate by a minute in a race, but you, your easy pace. I mean, you, you two can talk and run whatever pace or you two, you know, whatever you four can talk and be conversational on your easy run. The only goal of today is to get some miles in and enjoy your day. Um, cause every day shouldn't be intense. And I feel yeah. like, you know, having that nice balance, I hope creates, you know, people who, who love it. Nice. Um, what, what kind of consistent things do you hear your young runners, especially their, uh, let's, let's start with the newer ones who are like kind of mm -hmm. new to the scene and they're common, like, uh, uh, uh you know, their complaints <laughs> yeah. and their moans and groans and, you know, what kind of things do you commonly hear and how do you usually help them, you know, smooth past those things? Yeah. The, oh, it's so funny. Anytime someone starts running, you know, they come to our team. Most people come having not run much at all, uh, at, like as freshmen, you know, and they do complain. I mean, they have, everyone gets the side ache, you know, it's like, they've all learned to like tell each other, oh yeah, I got those side aches a month ago. It's just going to happen. You get through it. The side ache is like our number one, <laughs> um, complaint and, oh, this is so hard or it's so hot. Um, but I don't know. I try to tell them like every practice we do, like great job. This was a building block. You know, this is that classic, like money in the bank. Like every day we do this, you you're better tomorrow because of this, you know? And also, um, you know, we do these summer fun runs. The official season actually starts tomorrow for us, but, um, you know, you're just putting money in the bank and, it's only two days a week, but don't, don't do nothing on those other five days. You know, you should be doing something more weeks, more days of the week than you're not. So at least four days a week, you should be, you know, working to improve your fitness and you will feel mm -hmm. better. You know, I mean, a lot of times with running, you do not feel good for the first month. I mean, mm -hmm. some people it's faster, but running is like not so much fun getting in shape for that first month. It's not fun, you know, but if you can see the light at the end of the tunnel, um, or like see a teammate who started a month before two months before you, or a year before you, or like, kind of look at, you know, like I'll even say like, Hey, this person who's number two on our team, do you want to know how, what happened their first day of practice? You know, they cried and complained and, you know, had the side ache and mm -hmm. didn't want to run in the first race. And like, look at them now, they're the second best person on our team. Like what a difference a year of consistency makes. Um, so yeah, I try to think of like little examples, like real life examples and the kids tell each other. I mean, oh yeah, yeah you have that kind of team people. culture that they just kind yes. of, that, that's, that's awesome. Cause that's what yeah. culture is. If mm -hmm. your team is talking about the things the coach already says, and they're just having those conversations amongst themselves. That increases the level of focus, the level of discipline, right. the level of you know seriousness to you know achieving that goal. If everybody else is holding each other accountable, or at right. least informing everybody else of right. you know what to expect. Yeah, I mean, just the like, uh, well, I don't know. Maybe maybe it was a couple of weeks ago. Someone said, you know, what should I eat before a run? I start answering him, and then some, and then someone chimes in, "Do you know what works for me?" And then another person, "Do you know what works for me?" And I said, "My job here is done." You know, I mean, I, what could I say better than these people who have all you know tried it out themselves and they're telling their peer, you know? And it's like such a good leadership moment for these high school kids too, you know. Um, and it, I don't know, it just like really makes me proud. That's awesome. And, you know, on, on the other, on the flip side, your star runners and your more seasoned runners, what are the common issues that you have to deal with with them? And how do you, you know, get them through there? Because they have different needs and different, you know, mm -hmm. different problems. I mean, I think the 
the biggest problem with our best runners is like, they want to do too much. Like they get so into it, you know, and, um, you know, we had some injuries last track season. It was just like too much. You know, we had a, one of our, um, top guys out the whole, well, he was out the whole cross country and track season from just doing too much, you know? And then, um, our top two girls from cross country were out during track. Um, you know, you can just get a little, (laughs) a little too into it. And it's, it's like very cool in a way that they like it so much. And they've seen so many improvements that they want, you know, that they really want to be good, but I couldn't help, but be sad thinking this is so much like my own, um, high school Mm -hmm. journey. And I've just done a lot of thinking about how we don't want that to happen. And I've been telling the kids, like, if you have any ache or pain or anything, like I'd rather you just take the time off now because you can be as good as you want, you know, as much as like, we try to get a lot of kids to run in the summer, the season is not in the summer, you know, and I don't want you to be good in the summer. If come fall, you're not there, you know, we need you at the championship. We need to make, we need you for the state meet, you know? So, um, holding kids back is another issue, you know, Mm. we deal with. Nice. So it's good that you, you know, say that some of you listening, maybe, you know, that's something you deal with, with trying to do too much, too many extra runs outside of practice, too many fast, long runs, things like that. So, you know, going back to you, you mentioned that you are still being coached. Um, Are you doing that as just as a way to kind of learn more about coaching? Are you doing that to, are you competing uh, for something in particular, are you, are you working, building up to something? Is there something <laughs> bubbling and building yeah. up under the hood? Well, yeah, I'm trying to PR in like every event still, um, you know, like from the mile to the marathon. So I'm just trying to get back in shape right now. Um, and I hope to do a marathon this fall. So that's my um, goal. And then like, I'm a master's runner now, you know, I turned 40 this summer. And so I'd like to do well on the master's circuit. I mean, I'd like to do well as just a runner, you know, I mean, I think I can compete with the youngins as well. Um, but I want to, yeah, I'd like to do well on the master's circuit. Um, and yeah, I'm just like looking for PRs. I feel like every year I learn a little more about myself, um, and I gain perspective and confidence in my abilities. Um, And I want to, uh, you know, while I still have the time and the youth that I have, I want to PR in every event still. So that's awesome. I love that goal. Lifetime PRs. You've been running your whole life. Yeah. Now you've been running your whole life. You said you saw your dad out running, you know, your older brother was running. So you've been, you know, around running for over 30 years. Mm -hmm. How does that, you know, influence your own kids when they see you and Jeff out running so much and you know Jeff's really fast himself right and you know them seeing you out running seeing you coaching their uncles are running coach so how does that rub off on them and you know how do you nurture that if if that's a thing they like to be determined right (laughs) I think I need to go upstairs and get my kids and ask them I don't know you know my kids um they like running, you know, around the neighborhood and things. They don't train yet. My oldest is um, 11. And then I have a seven, five, a seven-year-old, five-year-old and a six-month-old. And I mean, I hope that it is the same thing I got from my dad, like um, leading by example, just being kind of like a quiet example of this um, thing that you strive to be great at. Um, and not ever, I hope my kids never feel pressured to run. I mean, I would like them to do some kind of sport and my kids do play lots of sports. They kind of like everything. Um, I mean, age appropriate, they do a lot of things, but um, my daughter has a new favorite sport every day. <laughs> um, <laughs> but, you know, I don't know. I hope that they choose something Um, some way to move their body. And chances are, I mean, Jeff and I love running. We can't imagine a life without running. So I hope that, you know, our kids can find that in something and chances are they'll love running. Um, but maybe they won't, you know, and I hope that they find their thing. My kids also really like music and, um, my daughter really likes art. So who knows what they'll be. Um, but yeah, I mean, I just try to involve them in ways that 
are fun. You know, sometimes they come to my practices and well, they'll just stay with my husband. They don't actually, my daughter came to my practice and ran, um, with, with us the other day, but, um, but you know, she doesn't go to that same school. So, you know, she wouldn't, you know, but she was just like, came and I said, are you sure, you know, you don't ever, I didn't want to say this, but she doesn't train, you know? So I'm thinking, oh, this should be interesting, but she (laughs) held on, you know, she ran like three over three miles and, um, you know, just cause she plays in the neighborhood and runs all over with her friends and bikes and everything. So, um, yeah, I, I mean, I hope that they just see our example and, um, find something that they love as much as we love running. That's dope. And it's good that you have that as a thing. And, you know, did you instill for them to just find something that it is that gives you that, you know, peace, that release and mm-hmm. that enjoyment. Um, yeah. Thank you so much, Jen. This was yeah. awesome. Thank I you. appreciate it. I learned a lot. I learned a lot just kind of listening <laughs> to this. Like, wow, you know, learning more about your journey. Um, oh. Do you have any parting wisdoms and thoughts for those who are listening who, you know, whether they're young, whether they're, you know, uh, more in their adult years and, and, and they're running and do you have any parting thoughts for them? I guess um, things that I've already said, but like, take your easy days easy um, do what you can, you know, I feel like a lot of adults are afraid to try. And like me, I thought I was done with my running, you know, at 22 years old, how silly, you know, but, um, you don't have to be an elite, you know, run, I mean, and you don't have to run, you know, like to have any self-worth, but just like go out and do something, you know, do something with your body, you know, as often as you can, whether you have five minutes or you have three hours, like just get out and do something outside. You'll feel better. Um, and you'll be better and just don't limit yourself and do things, you know, that are coming from your heart, you know, do them for the right reasons, do them for you and not what other people want, but, you know, do what you want and you will be happy and you will be successful when you do that. Awesome. Go do and do what your heart desires. Thank you so much, Jen. Thanks, Donald. Um, make sure you stay on after. Hey, everybody listening. So, you know, that was the show. Please make sure you share this with a friend. Share this with a teammate, an athlete that you know. Um, make sure you also like, subscribe, and uh, share the show. Training well done with those who um, need to learn more about how to train better and want to hear more stories like this. Please, you know, follow me on Instagram. I'm at coach underscore Donald. Send me messages about things you want to hear about people you would like to see. And you can find Jen on Instagram at local elite. She's very, very uh, active, just as active as I am. So, um, you know, she's out there. She's a resource. She's awesome. If you're in Pittsburgh, you can catch her out running. Just make sure you can keep up unless you catch her on a slow day. Um, because she, you know, she'll run at eight, nine and chat with you. Cause that's what I need to be able to chat at. I'm not chatting at eight. I'm not chatting at seven, I'll chat at nine. Um, Hey, also, thank you all. Um, It's, you know, summertime. We had a good time for our track season. Uh, Those of you who came to our recruiting programs, those of you who participated in that, that was awesome. We had some really, really good information get brought across. And I myself learned a whole lot about just how the college recruiting process goes. So um, shout out to everybody who participated in that. I'll catch you on the next episode of Training Well Done here coming soon. Um, otherwise happy training and we'll catch you next time. Peace.